0: I'm Christine Heath, and I'd like to welcome you to Psychology Has It Backwards. I'm here today with my friend, colleague, and uh, buddy in podcast,
1: <laughs> Judy Sedgman. And
0: I say hello to you, too. We're, we're having a good time doing these. We sure are. So today we're going to talk about how changing yourself has a ripple effect in your life. And as a marriage and family therapist, one of the things that people come to me for frequently is, um, insecurity they have about relationships, their, um, partner in life or their children or their adult parents or whatever. Um, sometimes they're business people, they're, they're in business and they're supervising people, but it's, Always. I mean, the reason I have a job is because insecurity manifests itself so well in our interpersonal relationships. <laughs> and we tend, to, we tend to kind of create little habits with each other. And we get in kind of a flow of life and we make friends and we have our families and then we are the way we are. And then we decide we want to feel better. We want to be happier or somehow we get exposed to the possibility of that. And we start to change. We start to be different. So learning the principles kind of is what did it for me, is that I all of a sudden realized I wasn't broken. So that thinking in me created lots of stress. I was very driven. I was like your classic type A personality, uh, whatever that means. But in in my world, that everybody kind of knew what that meant. I was working 80 hours a week. Um, at one time, I was... Um, working full-time for the state of Minnesota. I had a part-time private practice that was the equivalent of many people's full-time practice. And I was in graduate school. Mm-hmm. And so I was absolutely going a million miles an hour. And when I I went to this weekend training, right, about the principles, before we even called it the principles, Dr. Mills came to Minneapolis and it was this new psychology and I, I really only went to see if it was a better place to meet men than bars, but <laughs> I I went to the to the conference and all of a sudden I saw life differently. I saw life instead of backwards, as I've been trained in my field to focus on the problems in my life and, and trying to fix what was wrong in my life and looking at myself as being damaged and needing to cope with that. I all of a sudden realized that it was all thought and it was my thinking that was distorting how I saw my, my life. And I, I changed dramatically. Okay. I was really lucky. I I really changed dramatically, but for the rest of my world, this was quite traumatic. I mean, I had people calling me that were in the field saying, Chris, we heard you flipped out. And I said, well, if this (laughs) is flipping out, you ought to try it because it's really great. And I feel better than I've ever felt before. And, um, you know, like I, I hadn't smiled in so long. I was so serious that I started smiling and my cheeks hurt because the muscles hadn't gone up for so long. <laughs> so it was like people would come up to me and say, Chris, we used to be really afraid of you because I was so intense and very um, kind of aggressive, you know, with people like especially men. It's like you did not, not you know, come too close to me or I would set that boundary really clearly. And, um, and all of a sudden I was nice and I was laughing and I was giving people compliments and I was noticing beauty. I mean, like literally I transformed into another person. So my, I remember this woman that worked in my office in the clinic, she was the administrator for the clinic. And one day I went up to her and I said, gosh, Barb, that's such a beautiful blouse you have on. She looked at me and she goes, you are so weird now. I said, <laughs> I, I said well, what, what did I say that was weird? And she said, I've had this blouse for three years. I've worn it a million times. You've seen it forever. I said, well, I'm sorry, but I guess I just never saw it before. You know, but it was like she just shook her head and looked at me. And I realized (laughs) that I had all these habits with people that when I changed, it made them change. And they weren't really into it. They weren't like looking for a transformation in themselves, but just my being different made them like their thinking about me got challenged, right? And so you could see that, like, I mean, I used to get together with my therapist girlfriends and we'd talk about our clients and the problems of the world and how awful things were and how terrible things were. And then I would get together with them and change the subject. And I'd be talking about the positive stuff and how excited I was about this and that and the other thing. And they were like, oh my God. So I'd say, maybe. Half of my friends couldn't go with her with me. Like they, they were so insecure themselves that they couldn't see that there was something good about it. They just didn't want to change. And the other half came and learned the principles. My family all came and learned the principles. You know, it was, it was really incredible. My, my mother used to say, honey, I think your work is getting to you. And the next thing I know, she said, you tell your clients that if this can work for you, it can work for anybody. <laughs> So there's a way that as you change, you're going to impact people and you see them differently and you don't even notice it. They just think all of a sudden that you're different and it causes them to change. So it's one of the things I always notice when when clients change too. It's like I really help try to help them to understand the impact that will have in their life. So there, there are sometimes I think people that are too insecure that can't go with you. And so y- your life will change. Like Sid would always say, Sydney Banks would always say, if you change on the inside, the outside world must change. And so it's just a matter of like, okay, who's on for the ride? Like people that I would be the last people I thought would be interested in this, got interested. And people I thought, absolutely, they're going to love this, had no interest in it at all. Like they just couldn't even stay friends with me because it was too much of a difference. Yeah.
1: I had a similar experience in the sense that um, I was in the business world in a very high energy, very competitive, um, you know, and very involved in the chamber of commerce, the United way and all these organizations. And, and, um, you know, one of the first things that, that happened to me is, so I, my turn came around as this was all as the principles were kind of coming into my world, and I was waking up and changing it became my turn to organize the uh, annual fund drive for the United way and normally the, 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 the sort of there was a template for that, which was that you, you you know you knew who had money and who generally gave money. you knew the whole history of people that gave the United way, you called on the rich people first and tried to get closest you could to your goal and then you pressured people you know you called on people and said you know the United Way is important and it's a big deal in town and you should give to you know you want to be on our list and and that just didn't make any sense to me I mean I knew the template because I'd worked on the committee before but it just didn't make any sense to me so and I thought this is horrible I hate this every year I don't know how I ever ended up having to do this because it was just such an effort and so you felt you felt like you were being sort of pushy and 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 you couldn't really explain even and none of us had time to visit any of the agencies we didn't even know what we were supporting. We knew the United Way had checked it out. So instead of doing that, I organized brown bag lunches to visit our agencies that we supported. So we went to visit the therapy horse farm and we went to visit Meals on Wheels and we went to visit the the PACE Center for Girls and we went to visit all these places that the United Way supports. And I just would organize little groups of donors um, and they could come to one or none or some or whatever. And we just took our lunch and I got a van and we went to visit the places. And everybody said, Judy, what the heck are you doing? And I said, I know, it just feels better. It feels better to me to that we would sort of identify with the work that we're supporting here so that we can, when we go out to talk to people, you know, the people that were soliciting and the donors would have something to talk about. And you know what? We did great that year. We way exceeded our goal. And it was so much fun. And so many people said, oh, I was so impressed when I saw what was happening with those kids and the horses or... Oh, it was so beautiful to watch the little puppies at the dog place or, you know, it was amazing. People enjoyed it. They got to know what service was like. They got to see service in action and they, they were more inclined to give because they knew what they were giving to. And it wasn't just because some, you know, colleague pushed them and said, come on, I gave last year. It's your turn. You got to cough up. And, uh. And everybody was and to this day, I don't think it's ever been done that way again, but everybody was kind of making fun of me when it was going on and saying, man, man it's going to fail, and you're going to be embarrassed and And I remember my friend saying, you know i don't know what makes you think this is a good idea, and who has time for a brown bag lunch? Well, everybody goes to lunch, you know I mean, I'd see the same people at lunch at restaurants all the time. Why not take a brown bag and go visit an agency? you know <laughs> it's not like you don't eat and I was uh it was such a different experience because I wasn't worried about it all. And the funny part about it was it worked, but nobody adopted it as a new template. Everybody was like, well, that was Judy's thing, and she's weird. You know, she, she pulled it off, but that's not how we do it. It's really funny. And, and I've, I've come up against that a lot in my business life. Uh, since I became involved in the principles, because there's there's an ingrained sense that there's a way, and if you do it a different way, even if it works, it gets attributed to your personality or to some fluke, or you know, it's so easy for us to override change with habits, and and, and not only personally but among groups, you know, that work together. And I found it very uh, fascinating so many times in my life when I've left a place and gone somewhere else, you know, later on, they call me and ask me to come back and talk to people. (laughs) It's kind of like after you're gone, they say, you know, there was something about that. She did a lot of interesting stuff or whatever. But really what it is, is that when you bring, you know, your own peace of mind and your own presence and your own creativity and your own wisdom Into a situation, and you treat people as though they knew what they were doing. It's the one thing I realized is that I I stopped being so aggressive and pushy, and I'm in charge here, and you do it the way I told you to do it, kind of thing, and turned into a person that really cared what other people thought. And um, it was it was a it was a real um, eye opening experience for me. That, as Chris said, some people were very intrigued. Not that many people look to change to be honest with you over the course of time, but some people were very intrigued. Uh some people were happy for me. Some people thought I was crazy. And I didn't care. That's the other thing. Is when you change, you know, it's okay. If somebody doesn't want to be your friend anymore, well, you know, that's all right. I didn't feel so driven like, oh, they they, people don't like me. I'm really upset about that, which used to really bug me. You know, I think, okay, well, they're going a different way. That's fine. And uh, it, it 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 was a very, uh, it was shocking to me to realize that when I changed, everybody looked more innocent to me, whether they appreciated what was going on or not, put it that way. It just looked fine with me that people were doing their own thing.
0: I think that part of it is, is that we don't realize frequently how we are you know, like how we come across. So we don't even know we change. So like, that's the other thing that's interesting when people like, okay, I want to change. So I'm a better person, a better partner, a better mother, better whatever. We think that it's something we need to think about and then do, and then things will be different. Then other people will be happier with us is really the key behind that, right? It's like, instead of seeing like, oh, if I'm just living in a healthier state of mind, I will do better at whatever those things are. I will be a different person. And everybody can notice this. Like when you're in a really stressed out, negative state of mind, you are a different person from the one that you are when you're um, at the beach, relaxing, happy, rested, you know, having fun. And, you know, the only way we've made, had any way of understanding that in psychology really has been to say, well, that person is." multiple personalities. <laughs> ways of thinking so in in the moment but really we all have multiple personalities. We have our personality changes with the state of mind that we're in. And then all of the ways that we interact with people change. Like we just stop being so caught up in ourselves and we start thinking about others more. We start thinking and valuing being in a beautiful feeling with someone as opposed to arguing with them and telling them how they're not cleaning the kitchen in the right way. Or, they're, um, you know, I was just talking to a couple of, they were very insightful and they said, you know, like we're arguing about things that are stupid, like how my uh, significant other cleans the kitchen or um, whether we're doing cooking in a, in a similar way. And, what happens, I think, a lot of times with people is that when one person changes for the better, even though we don't like the way they were, we kind of are reacting to them, almost like setting them up sometimes to be the person they used to be like. that. I see that happen with lots of people that I work with. They get better. And then their family comes and tries to push the old buttons, you know, like, let's see if I say that if you'll react. Let's see if I do this if you'll react. And it's unconscious. It's not like purposeful. But it's just part of the habit, right? That's their habit with you. That's what they're used to. Yeah, frequently it's the, and then for the person, for the client, it feels like, hey, they're trying to make me mad. They're trying to do this to me. They're trying to upset me. And the truth is, is that they're not trying to do that. That's just their habit. That's their habit with you. And it used to work. They would do that. You'd react. And then then they'd react back. And pretty soon you're off to the races in a fight or your feelings are hurt or, something but it it kind of all validates our insecure thinking it becomes that self-fulfilling prophecy and once you understand that if you change you start to really change the state of mind you're living in and you're living in a more beautiful feeling then everybody that you interact with are going to experience you differently so just kind of understanding that helps you to help them you know it's like so for me, I had to do a lot of explaining because literally my, my therapist friends were calling me saying, Chris, the whole, because I was very well known as a therapist in the community up there. And when I changed the way I did my work, not only did I change personally, but how I was dealing with all of my clients and all of my peers changed. So it was this huge tsunami that went through the the the." psychology community in Minneapolis like Christine Heath is flipped out what's she into this new stuff blah 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 and it was like some people were like tell me more and other people actually a lot of people went to the same training I went to and they didn't see it and so they just like oh I don't know what that is one of my psychologist friends actually came up to me and he said I know you saw something that was really different and all last week I watched you and I saw how much you changed and I was like thinking, what did you hear that I didn't hear? And he said, I thought about it all week. And then on Saturday, I finally gave up. And I said, oh, screw it. And I just let it go. He said, I got up Sunday morning and I realized I saw it. I saw what you saw. And then I thought, gosh, if I do that, I'm going to have to have a lot more people making referrals to me for me to stay in business because people will get better faster. Yeah. so I'm not going to do it because I don't want to have to worry about getting referrals. And I was like, seriously? Yeah. To this day, to this day, he's, he just kind of decided I was, he's not going in that direction and, and never did that. But that, that like shocked me how his insecure thinking about that came in. He didn't see that if he had people getting better, that that would, they'd refer other people and that would create a lot more um, positive referrals for him. Just yeah. couldn't do that at the time. And I was uh, so shocked by him saying that, that I, I just didn't know what to say. Just got quiet and thought, okay.
1: Well, you know, and I think that everybody's on our own journey. And one of the things I think that happens, you know, and when we're insecure, we're always depending on other people for something. We need feedback. We need reassurance. We need praise. We need. And when you're secure, you don't really need anything. And I think that that changes the dynamic, too. And one of the things that I realized is that I'll be fine. I'll be fine if a certain friend doesn't want anything more to do with me. And I'll be fine if they want to learn what I'm learning and I'll be fine if they just want to be my friend anyway. But they think I'm crazy. It's okay with me. And it was very surprising to me because as your as your ego thinking kind of diminishes, you know, it never goes away altogether because we're all aware of ourselves. But as you, it's, it doesn't matter that much anymore, and the and people don't feel the pressure. You don't recognize how much pressure we put on each other when we're dependent and needy, and we have expectations, and we have. You know, things that, you know, if you do this, then I'll do that. And, um, and, and when that pressure is gone, I noticed it with my clients. I was no longer expecting them to be perfect clients. You know, I understood that people get upset when things go wrong. It's okay. It's not a big deal. It's temporary. It's just a state of mind. And I, everything changed all around me in my own eyes, whether they changed or not. And part of that is when, when you take the pressure off other people, because they, they can feel that you're not pushing. You know, they can feel that there's nothing, that you're not trying to draw something out of them. You're, you're just interacting with them with respect and love and understanding. And if they're in a bad mood, that's okay. And um, it's amazing the difference in, in business relationships that occurred from that that really kind of surprised me. It's not just your personal friends, you know, but also just the people that you interact with. You suddenly become a much less frightening person to deal with. And uh, I, I just, you know, it's a blessing, but sometimes anticipating it or trying to figure it out before you're there yet, you know, while you're in the process of changing, you can do what Chris's friend did and decide "Well, I can't change because then something else in my life would have to change too. And don't give up on that kind of thing. Just let yourself let yourself flow into change. And as you change things around, you will look different. And some people will change along with you and some people won't. And that's all fine. Everybody's on their own path.
0: It's funny how um, we get stuck in our patterns with others. And so just know that as you're listening to these podcasts, if you're changing on the inside, the outside world's probably going to change your, the way you are with people will change. Just like for me, I, I, I'd get stressed about it, insecure, and then I'd calm down and, and I'd know what to do. So you can skip the part about getting stressed and insecure because <laughs> we're telling you that all you need to do then is just get quiet and be loving with people. Just be gentle with people and know that it's just their own insecurity because you're different. They're up against their thoughts about you. So you just got to get loving with them and get get in the moment with them and just go have a good time. Well, I think we've
1: done it for another week here, Chris. So (laughs) Yeah, 22 minutes on the dot. We'll look forward to talking with you next week. Have a great week, everyone.
0: Bye-bye. We hope you heard something new and that you will continue to join us to challenge the prevailing thinking about the possibilities for health in everyone. To subscribe to the podcast, visit our website at psychologyhasitbackwards.com.